Hey everybody and welcome to episode 71 of the Bonehead Podcast where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello, hello. How are you doing buddy, you okay? I I was doing great until until the until, until yesterday's news, <laughs> which we will talk about in this episode. Have you got your tinfoil hat? Because I I, I couldn't find mine. It is going to be one of those episodes. So um, we've had a bunch of different news come out. In fact, we had three things that are almost directly linked to Blood Bowl. Okay, we've seen the Chainsaw Dude, we've had Made to Order Teams, and we've seen Ben's favourite thing in the world, Warhammer Plus. And what that's led us to do is dedicate this episode to Games Workshop conspiracy theories. Now, we're going to focus on those three pieces, really, more than anything else, but I have no doubt that uh, between myself and Ben, we can probably dawdle into other elements... um, when it comes to conspiracy theories with Games Workshop. And on top of that, at some point this episode, Craig, uh, who is the Lord Moderator of the Cursed City uh, Facebook page, which uh, definitely fits into the world of Games Workshop conspiracy theories and letdowns, uh, is going to join us as well. So it's going to feel a little bit like a Games Workshop bash sesh, but it isn't because we're going to be looking at the pros and cons. And the reason we're doing that is because everybody wants to know there is a future to something. Games Workshop, yes. Cursed City. And we're going to talk through actually some, some cool stuff. We're going to talk about some good things and what they mean, really. I think that's a pretty yeah. fair summary, wouldn't you say, Ben? Yeah, no, that sounds fair. Trust me, I, was, I started off with, with my with my, my list, and I'm just like, actually, no, there's good things to say. I'll, I'll put all those down to you. So it's yeah. going to be a very balanced discussion rather than an angry debate, I think. Oh, that's I'm, good. I mean, it might become an angry debate, in which case <laughs> that will be good fun too. But... It's, it's definitely not the reason that uh, when this will happen, I mean, it's been a really busy week when it comes to news, to be fair. Like, uh, well, obviously, we're going to take a deep dive into it in a second, but I did put a little PM around the, the, the local league being like, hey, anybody want to come and defend Games Workshop from Ben on the broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't quite like that. There's some. There's definitely some yeah, good. Exactly. It's more, um, it's probably more just missed opportunities that drive ordinary people crazy uh, that we are going to spool up as full-on mad ones from Games Workshop, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just good for the lols. So what we're going to do, a little bit different than normal, we're going to take a little break. We're going to go into hobby. We're going to chat about all the hobby goodness we've been doing. And then, uh, like I said, Craig's going to join us very shortly. And then we'll go into tin foil hat mode. Okay, so Ben didn't get to join us for last week's live Patreon show where we were joined by Milton and Sam to talk about all kinds of stuff. Oh, it was Blood Bowl 3. That's what we're talking about. Oh, of course, yeah. Man, that feels like ages ago. It does. (laughs) Genuinely (laughs) ages ago. Oh, yeah, remember Blood Bowl 3? Anyway, Ben, Mm. you've had like a month off from the podcast. What have you been up to? Anything fun? Yeah, Yeah, it has felt like ages. Um... I, in terms of hobby, I finished my, the first part of my commission that I was doing, the Necrons, painted loads of warriors. Loads of warriors. And they look really good. 
Yeah, yeah, they came out they came out pretty good actually. I was quite happy with that. Um I sent them back to the guy, I actually hand delivered it because I was happening to drive past, which was good. Um <laughs> and uh That's one way to ensure payment, I guess. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd save like twenty quid in petrol and you know, insurance and beer. Also um, I know where you live now. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I was sending it anyway, but <laughs> Yeah, no, it was. Um, he seemed really chuffed with that. So I've got uh, the next lot on the go. So I've built most of them. Uh, so the next lot are all these new destroyer guys. I've got a bunch of these, like the uh, General Grievous looking. Ah, oh, with the big leaders. old double-handed blades and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's a whole bunch of them and a bunch of Lich Guard, which are sword and board ones. Um, so it's all kind of like the elites. Uh, so that's fun. Yeah, they're pretty much nearly built, all built. So I'll be painting those and... Yeah, my life is kind of just Necrons at the moment. Ah, oh, have you not managed to steal any time away for yourself, or is it just that you're that excited by the project? <laughs> uh, I, did, I did one of the Grebo Dwarves, I guess. I, I took a break in between to do one of them. Yeah, uh, I saw that. I wasn't at yeah, first. I wasn't yeah, but... sure if it was yours or like because it was just. I did. Yeah. None of us had any idea you were alive, let alone painting uh, anything <laughs> other than Necrons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I thought they looked so much like the Dark Iron Dwarves, and well, that's never going to show up. Um, but yeah, so I painted up painted up in the Dark Iron Dwarf scheme, where it's kind of like a blue, pale blue skin and bright red beard, very wow colours, all dark armour. To be yeah. fair, that dwarf team is real kind of World of Warcrafty. It's yeah, a lot of the Grebo stuff is nowadays, isn't it? Like the, the newer orcs. teams seem very well inspired. Yeah, that Black Orc team is is absolutely on the list. Yeah, uh, there was a, 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 yeah, a, a team on the Blood Bowl community yeah. the other day that was um, Black Orcs from the Games Workshop kit with goblins from the Grebo thing, and it just looked so Ooh. good. It looked so good. The gob those goblins are just awesome. They remind me of the Pathfinder dudes, yeah. but yes, uh, they do. They're, they're very um, they feel a lot more expressive than the Games Workshop ones. Uh, there's yeah. a lot more going on in the face department. Yeah, a little bit Lilo and Stitch, but but still really, really, really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, comparing your work to, you know, Disney is, isn't isn't bad. <laughs> well, especially that's, if you've got this Disney Princesses Kickstarter. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some, seen some painted stuff of that as well. On, I did Wednesday this week, and someone had done Belle. A really lovely job. Yeah. <laughs> They're just such cool miniatures. I'm like, this is, no, I'm it, never going to print them. Um, yeah, very but, well done. Ah, oh, just just really cool. Okay, so you've 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 got your painting. You've randomly painted a dwarf to do a bit of a palette cleanser. Mm-hmm. Um, have yeah. you been? Have you got any games in? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, the league started, didn't it? That was a thing. Yes, it yeah, did. The, um, <laughs> the tabletop league. Yeah, so I had one game against Pete to kick off with nobility. Um, wow. Yeah, how did I, I completely almost forgot about that? Uh, it was such a good game. Such a good game. It was Nobility versus Chaos. Um, and it was pretty much all downhill for Nobility for like the whole game. Um, so I received uh, and just got beaten down. Like, just absolutely kicked in. Like, for some reason, my linemen weren't going down. But my <laughs> I wanted my throwers. I had two throwers on my roster. I wanted one of them. To just pull off the ace play, I'm just like, right, here we go. I'm going to build up the throwers. I'm going into this league to make a star thrower. So come on, you're up, number four. Uh, throw the uh, basically. If I got a long bomb to the blitz, it was a long pass. But I thought he's got a pass. He can do it. Um, and the blitzer will catch it. And if he if if this all went well, I would have scored. It would have been stylish. Um, so I roll for it. 
It's it's a two. He re-rolls. It's another two, which is wildly Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and it went five squares behind him. <laughs> and it's like, great, okay, that was a turnover. And then he got blitzed and died. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I've not been able to come to club uh, this week. Club was cancelled because of a COVID scare, which was a bit of a, of a tasty reminder. Yeah. And I can't make it next week either because of work. But I'll be back then. But it was so cool and so funny to see the update from you. I mean, not funny because it's you know cruel or anything, just because that's literally what happened to my nobility team, like in the fumble league. Yeah. Well, I mean, my guy got accurate, and I was like, yeah gonna make blood tithe proud here we're gonna do some passing with yeah. my oh he's dead and it was just gone <laughs> it was just gone i was like what is with the throwers like they're fine their arm they is good their strength is good they're just <laughs> yeah. cursed um i very much like skaven throwers i think i don't know what it is oh yeah i know but so so that happened and then because obviously it went behind it just the chaos then piled in i think it was a really early turnover as well um so yeah, it was hard to come back, and Chaos ended up scoring on the on the last turn of the half. Then the second half, uh, some reason everything turned around. My other thrower, I thought, right, it's your time to shine, and kind of started <laughs> training him up. And throughout the half, that thrower got um, six SPP from four completions and a casualty. Oh my so he god! He was on fire. Four completions. Yeah, so he, yeah four completions. I, I, I <laughs> the final turn was me basically like trying to get the last point at risk of just losing the game to equalize so a final <laughs> turn equalizer um everyone was sort of crowding around because this is the last match of the day as we went, we went on a bit um and it was like ben why are you doing this just just hand it off like the blitz has got catch it's just one roll and a re-roll you don't need to throw it i'm just like no i'm gonna throw it because i need the spp <laughs> i need the one spp to level him up i need him to have accurate my other one's dead and um and he did it. He did it for his for his bro. He he, he got he got the pass. The blitzer got the catch. He scored it as an equalizer. Um, what were you doing that gave him hand, four completions in one half? Well, I had a lot of leeway because <laughs> the rest of my team, for some reason, were really wanting to avenge that thrower. And they, I nearly pitch cleared chaos. Oh my, I think he was down to what? three beastmen. Yeah, <laughs> they were rolling armor dice super hot and uh, a lot of knockouts. Um, yeah, I think it was seven KOs or something like that. Um, and then this is the this yeah. is the pictures that were coming through while I was at work. I'm like, the heck is this? The heck is this? Like, his yeah. throwers died. I'm like, yeah, that seems about right. And then we got a picture mm. of the sideline, and it's just a chaos team. I'm like, I I don't. I'm confused. Are there two chaos teams? Like, what is going on? And you were just yeah, there. The you're putting a lot of work. That ogre, man, I swear that ogre cost me my semi-finals, but it does wonders on your nobility teams. Yeah, where like I think it suits nobility more than it does humans because where nobility are a little bit slower, they're less on the um, they're more of the control and less about the stretch plays that humans can do. I think having that ogre to sort of run with the team is a lot easier to manage. And just kind of beat around and yeah. And you got the stand yeah, firm the guys to kind of stick with him and, and just protect. Exactly. No, nice. What was the end yeah. score then? So it was one one one. Nice. So it was a nice neutral way to kick off the league, yeah. And you got the six SPP on the thrower. Yep. Um I think Oh, and three on the um Blitzer who scored. Um so yeah, I think that was literally it, because it was all KOs and the casualty was done by the same thrower. So, so I think it was seven KOs and one casualty. 
did you go accurate in the end or are you, are you going leader i did take accurate yeah, yeah hey. i've taken accurate You've i'm, I'm only on two rerolls but i, I want accurate because that's that's what that's what i need to go for it's going to be a little bit harder with the other throw dead now but um, well that's going to help you potentially score more touchdowns and more touchdowns is more money now exactly a cheeky yeah. extra 10k for each touchdown scored is going to help get you that uh 75 for the thrower yeah although i might i might just go up to 90 for the bodyguard now that one's leveled up um I'm tempted to do that to be fair you've got two blitzers and four bodyguards at that point and is it four or did you start with well, two i'm only running two bodyguards at the moment so you've gone two 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 ogre two 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 ogre yep yeah I, I like that roster to start with uh, all right, well, at least you've got two blitzers and two bodyguards. If you get another bodyguard, then you've got five other players who are edge three plus. So yeah. it, it, it's funny, isn't it? Nobility just feel like they're lacking just a little bit, but they 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 hold their ground. Like, they're not bad yeah. at all. Um, they do just feel a little bit too expensive. I think 50k rerolls or something, something like that, just let you get another lineman. Like, I think that would be... Yeah, yeah, all the linemen just being 40k. I think 45 is quite quite interesting then again i guess they're yeah. just hobgoblins with Fen. no they're not hobgoblins with fen because they got worse edge they got yeah yeah interesting i think we might have to bring this up in the games workshop conspiracy theories <laughs> <laughs> we do have some juicy ones the chainsaw guy brought up some really interesting thoughts from people in the community which is pretty sweet um right i've got to talk about my fumble game i got to the semi-finals yeah. of the fumble league with um with my nobility team um I, I finally got the cash to buy the ogre i bought the ogre played the semi-final and um he just he did not do well it was just like a couple of quad skulls um and about three or four boneheads excuse me one second oh no bless you oh bless me sorry i did mute the mic i may not have muted it for discord sorry ben <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh the trees are out in force yep so i thought right i'm going up against a, a high tv now dwarf team you know ian was punching what 1450 1500 i was like boom i'll go on equal footing got the ogre the ogre should be able to help uh and just did not like, i should have gone with a wizard i don't know why i didn't stick to my i thought well ben destroyed my team my bretonians with this ogre the ogre is clearly good. We've done the test, you know. We've done the maths, and uh, cost me the game. Um, it was a tough game, even though that was the case. But I lost. But Ian went on to win in the end, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. Yeah. And you had your semis against Milton, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, that was um, that that was rough. <laughs> that, that wasn't like my finest uh, a gamer moment, I guess. <laughs> I was I was tilting a little bit in that game because it was just like this is not Dude. not how I intended it to go. So, well, it's weird, but as soon as you get to the finals of a tabletop league, it stops being fun. There are there are some games yeah. in a league that are just they're not fun. So when I played against Ian in the week, like just in the mid season, um, I just couldn't be bothered to be on Discord and chat with everybody. I was like, no, I just want to sit here with my laptop and play the game through and focus on it. And I lost on a last second touchdown. But um, mm-hmm. there are some games where you're just like, no, 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 no. This one's not not going to be not going to be hanging out with this one. This is going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when it gets to the semi-finals, I think it's better in a league setting, like when there's guys around, because it becomes more of a spectacle. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. 
and yeah it's it's amazing how different the environment feels playing like fumble league than it does even if, even if we're chatting on discord it's still different to is it that being around people in a club is it that gamer element that you know we're playing there are stats we can see it we've got control is it that just little like i'm not playing it's a computer a person i'm playing it's a computer that element i think it is it's just that sort of detachment from humanity you know it's like we all talk differently online as well don't we like it's not it's not the same as being in person the interactions you have just aren't as i guess genuine yeah um yeah so it does feel strange um and i think it does lee into that easier i mean you can still tilt and tabletop in person you oh can still get God, annoyed yeah. and angry that still happens we've seen we've all seen it um yeah it's just i think it's a lot easier to fall, to slip into that when you have that detachment i think you're right uh definitely for me like i am way happier laughing off a loss in person for a, as a shared yeah. experience with a bunch of people to laugh at than just getting four boneheads in a row on fumble um yeah i also genuinely think fumble dice hate me but i feel like that's just <laughs> part of fumble <laughs> me too me it, too it might be i think sound three effects. moments in that where one three plus would have got me a touchdown and three different occasions oh, and none man. of them paid off oh man uh anyway the uh the wolves barely lost to the sharks and the sharks went on and barely lost to the uh the dwarves it was a heck of a season i'm glad it's over um but I am super chuffed to have got like ten games in with nobility in a in a month or two. Like it's been great yeah. fun to play them through, and uh, I think we'll give it a couple more weeks, Ben, with the league, and then we'll put together our first bonehead basics for Bubble Twenty Twenty. And I think it should be nobility. Yeah, that that would be pretty good actually. You should have a lot of games behind it as well. Yeah, so. about twenty about. games in by then, I reckon. Um, yeah. Now you got three SPP on a dude. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Are you are you tempted by the random at this point? Not on a blitzer. Oh, I think I really want dodge. Yeah, I, I just I think I need him to be bludge. You only have two of them. I think you need them to be really good as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I think I think you're I think, right. Well, random is just far too risky with with like general and <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple of ag- agility skills that wouldn't necessarily be now. Diving catch would be great for him if he rolled that because he'd be catching accurate passes on a two plus which is pretty sweet. Sidestep would be good as well. Uh, jump up, not so good. Uh, Sneaky get. Really bad. <laughs> Defensive, <laughs> never, ever, ever. Yeah, I like, yeah. that's why I really like the um, the league system for this one is because it's, I don't know, you've got that option. You can take that gamble. I do like that. I think and that's it's really 10K. Good. I mean, the, the real cost is the SPP, but it, I mean, in terms of bloat, you don't. it's not that bad when it's only 10K for random, isn't it? Now, when that goes to BB3, you'll be able to farm, I think, loads more games. And I think, I don't know if we'll, I think we'll probably see uh, turbo random builds, which will be great fun. Like, I fully, fully intend when BB3 lands proper or when we get the next beta or whatever to just boost up, either get a new PC or just gear this one up and just stream a bunch of turbo random skills because I will just be brilliant. A full league would be really cool with that. Everyone doing random skills <laughs> in a full league. Done in a week, uh, as everyone gets yeah. it like seven games in no time at all. Um, what did you think of, of BB3? Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, you, you guys covered pretty much everything, because I, I only had a, a very small look at it. I didn't, have, I didn't go as much detail as you guys did. Um, there were some really questionable design things with it. 
which I really hope they'll take on board and and repair. Um, some of the UI was really like not very clear what it did. Yeah, um, it was it was it was more alpha than beta. <laughs> yeah, it did feel quite rough. Like I think visually and a lot of the UI elements visually were nice. I thought the game looked good and it felt good, and the blood yeah. on the animations and the models was all really nice. It's just um, the menus. Yeah, it's very rough around the edges. But I mean, you do a lot of software stuff, Ben. So is that not kind of like? something i well this is bad because i know you and i know that this is your your jam is uh, is ui and stuff um but like is that not kind of something you can quite happily lazy boy at the start of a project uh <laughs> <laughs> you can but i would never release it in that state so it's like i from, from yeah so i i developed ui stuff and if it's like, if anything, I mean, it's not in a video game setting, but if anything is, is even like dodging or not work, dodgy or not working as intended, it will get picked up in testing and will not get it in in a release. So it's it seems it's odd to me. I, I think I well, I know I have some background in games, and I I know game development is a little bit less serious than other things. The and they might not software. take it. Yeah. Yeah, that it might there might be more leeway in certain aspects because the whole thing there's there's a lot more to it in terms of visuals, and UI might take a bit of a backseat. I don't know that enough to to say that as truth, but that's just my what I would think. But I I don't know. It was just um some bits I'm just like how how on earth did they think yeah cool <laughs> put this in a beta because it's just like this is clearly broken, um and it wouldn't even take that long to fix. Like even stuff like you can't see the armor roll. Like you, sometimes you 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 break you, you roll the dice and it rolls the dice above the character. But you don't you don't see what it is and it just instantly goes to the next thing. You didn't even see what happened. No, like the, the worst one. The players, worst one is where you roll a single dice and it pops up with the menu saying, "Do you want to re-roll this?" <laughs> you can't even see what it was. So when you're making, yeah. a, making when you're making a pass, like you called it earlier with the wild with the wildly inaccurate. You're like, I I don't know if I want to re-roll this. I don't know if this is going to yeah. be a fumble or wildly inaccurate or anything. Um, like, yes, I'll re-roll it. Like, <laughs> but again, that's, yeah. that feels like I know that nothing when it comes to that level of software is easy. But the the it's core the of it, timer on something. Just just have it. So I show you. Just just you have the dice number. Just show yeah. it. The just thing this. is, like the, that was so probably that was the, the piece of Blood Bowl two that just wasn't broken. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. It, it's just it's one of these things where we we and everyone else who played it was talking about stuff like this, and it's just like within minutes of it being out. So it just makes you think like. They they must have testers who just say like this isn't right, or <laughs> so I just don't know how the software gets because software doesn't get released until the testers have gone yes it's okay, or um, the testers were like hey here's fifty things in order of the most important and they only had time to get forty done, and we're going how yeah. did you guys not see these ten things and the poor software engineers are there going you have no idea what we fixed in three days for this beta to go out, <laughs> yeah. Software people are I, people I, too, Ben. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so why did they, sorry? I'm, I'm going. Why did they make every like click a server request? Sorry, I'm getting the anger out early. It's just what, like you you change your team color 
it would do like a request to the server to be like, can I change the team color? And you have to wait like 10 minutes. Do you know what? I, I the think color. Milton and then was like, twitching about like that, that one as well. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. That's a, that that's an odd one. But is that you click save oh, and then it does everything at once? You know, oh one my goodness time. me, <laughs> Ben! Conspiracy theory number one. Here we go. Is yeah. it that they had to do that so that they could get live updates from Games Workshop's ever-changing paint range? Is that it? <laughs> so when they release Swamp Mud Contrast Green, like they did this weekend, that they can have it in there. So can you imagine that? You click on Mephist and Red and they're like, sorry, this colour doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's out of stock at Games Workshop. Yeah. You can't put it on your team. Yeah. yeah, you can't paint your guy. This. You have to wait till they get restocked. Yeah, it's every time you check, you click through the colours as well, it just has to double check. <laughs> so... I did think some of the colours were like, why does Games Workshop make this many oranges and why are they all the same? Like, I don't understand. It's a, it's a strange choice to use the Games Workshop paints. I get why they're doing it, and I think it's actually kind of cool that you can be like, oh, I paint them by team and this is in red. I'm going to put my fist in red on my guys. I think it's so cool. It just shows that the Games Workshop paint range is just dumb. Like, you've got, yeah. seven, you've got 27 different types of red, and they're only really red, like main red, and then there's the purpley red. red, and then there's the slightly yeah. orange red. I, but it yeah. doesn't really work for people who just play the video games because they're just like, I'm going to put XV88 on my team. Yeah, what the hell is Why that? Why is this called XV88? <laughs> yeah. <What is> that? <laughs> I did like, I mean, I love the idea of it. And that's probably because I played Dawn of War back in the day. Like, it was so much fun yeah. painting your oh, own yeah. chapter. Like, I really love the idea that you can play Blood Bowl 3 with the Black Orcs who look just like the miniatures you can buy. And you've designed your team and they're exactly the same paint colors that you can go and buy. Like I do the, that level of cohesion with Games Workshop. I don't think we've ever seen in a video game before. Like I don't think so. It's just I, I thought that was, was really really cool. Depth. Yeah, it was. It's a lot easier to say negative things than it's positive things. So I I will say though, yeah, the names is like I think if you're going on just like people coming into the game, it's a little bit weird. But you can still see it's orange. And stuff like that so i think it's i think the pros outweigh the cons in this regard just make it ah, it was, do a server it was very cool it was quite funny though, yeah, to see yeah. uh comments we did the patreon thing and um a lot of the guys were like oh didn't even know you could change your team colors like i had no idea that was a menu option um <laughs> but i mean it's it's it, i mean the, the beta wasn't here for very long like, no it, it wasn't it went away on the 13th like i uh, got an email about it and was like oh yeah cool and then realized that the 13th had come and gone and i was like oh i can't play black orcs anymore not that we could really play black orcs anyway um because the uh, ai was like um what should i do first set myself on fire turn over you'll go like it was a bit of a shame but it was uh it was cool and i don't know i'm i'm really excited by it yeah me too it's like ultimately it was still very cool to see kind of a much newer blood bowl game um and especially that I will stress, I love that the model, how the models look. I really like the style, and matching it to the tabletop is just awesome. They have done a really cool job. I am a little bit worried about Ripper, uh, but you know, because some of the Forge World star players have not been the best, um, yeah. and like, I'm not, I'm not absolutely smitten with Frankenstein, and I think judging by the Woody Harrelson like image. 
of uh, Ripper, I think that model's going to be ugly. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Um, but it's a troll. It's supposed to be ugly. So I think that kind of works. Um, so yeah, got some Blood Bowl 3 in, got some Fumble in. I've continued to paint the YouTube stuff, which has been really good fun. And uh we are about ready to be joined by craig which is cool um so why don't we take a break and then go straight in to the main event games workshop conspiracy theories okay we're going to be talking about blood bowl news and really just egging them on to be conspiracy theories because there are so many unanswered questions now when it comes to the realm of games workshop um disappointment or overpromising, we figured that craig the lord moderator of the curse city facebook group and my dear friend would be a good person to come on to give a very reasoned and level-headed approach to games workshop actions craig have you recovered from curse city yet uh, what, what's Curse City? <laughs> yeah, dead to us. <laughs> no. How you doing, man? You okay? Yeah, all good, thanks. Uh, what's new with you? Anything exciting? Uh, not too much. Just finished some 30k Iron Warriors. Um, yeah. Uh, they yeah, yeah. look so good. Um, do you need me to print you some of the uh, the Soulforge Iron Warriors um, ships, Battlefield Gothic ones, as they've got the Iron Warriors. You bits. might have to. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've nearly finished the Imperial fleet, so oh. yeah, my Space Marine fleet will be good after that. I've got some orcs printed out, and uh, what are they, they're actually doing Chaos next, aren't they, on their Patreon? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, Chaos is the next uh, next army to be done. Oh, there we or go. Or not Chaos. Oh yeah, not Chaos, not <laughs> Chaos. No, conspiracy theory <laughs> number one. Man. Games Workshop's cull on 3D printing. We might have to finish on that one. <laughs> no, that doesn't doesn't directly affect um, Blood Bowl. So, basically, we've got some Blood Bowl news, but they all left so many questions, uh, and also Warhammer Plus. First of all, we're going to cover the Chainsaw Guy. So we're seeing a return of a star player. Now, Craig, you and I played Blood Bowl way, way back. Do you remember a star player called... Why can I not remember his name? Oh, Max, Max Spleen Ripper. I remember Max Spleen Ripper, yes. Because that's a model from like, well, this is, they've obviously re released him, redone him, um, gave him what I could only describe as a cartoon head. Uh, and Patrick Stark. It does look like Patrick. Yes, the head does look like Patrick. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's an interesting model. You know, it's going to be Forge World, which means it's going to be... What, what's Forge World prices now, guys? £21? Yeah, it's about that, isn't it? 21 for a single model? For a dude, yeah. yeah. No, definitely, definitely not hating 3D printing right now. Um, uh, so, yeah, we've got Max Spleen Ripper. It's a cool model. Like, hopefully you guys out there listening have seen it. Uh, with the exception of the... I mean, even the head is fine. Like, it looks a bit cartoony. That's cool. The chainsaw is wicked. Like it's yeah. proper word bearers with just stompy metal. Like it's it's a very cool model. But my question is he is gonna be playing for Chaos and Nurgle. And we've just had the Chaos cards come out. We've just had Death Zone come out. We've got Chaos, we've got Nurgle. Are we likely to see another Chaos team? What does this mean? Because where are his rules going to be? 
I have no idea. Uh, I mean, it kind of goes against my theory of Stanesh being next. I was expecting it to be Ludgrip or something, but... I like, also yeah, thought... Yeah, is this, is this an inference to a corn team? Because... Like, yeah, like you say, it's 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 going to be a long way away. So, although we still haven't seen the previous star release, any news? Was that Frankenstein? Yeah, Frankenstein's been spoiled. We've not seen a release date for him, and we're still waiting on Rumbelow Sheepskin from the rulebook. I don't think we've seen that model either. So, mm-hmm. I think that this means we've got some kind of chaos team potentially landing soon, some kind of chaos spike. Now, Craig is familiar with the expanded teams because he's actually a a veteran, I think is fair to say, slan coach. I wonder if Games Workshop are going to give the nobility treatment to Korn. That would be interesting. I mean, I'm all about the frogs. If they want to give the frogs a go first. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. What if they bring out Kislev on the tabletop and just properly do slan in? That... I don't. I don't think there's like any IP reason why they wouldn't do Slan, is there? I think Slan is is probably like more IP protected, unless they've stolen the Slan from something that I'm not familiar with. But I don't know. I mean, Games Workshop don't steal things and re-put them in their games. And I mean, I mean, Craig, you're a Warhammer player. Well, you must know the whole chaos thing is from what is it? The the book a book series by written by someone else, like the Champions or something. Because oh, there was a there was a book series before, like before Games Workshop, and the whole idea of the eight points and the chaos wins. And oh the... yeah, there was yes, yeah. The the the, the eight pointed star is actually from uh, like a seventies book series. Yeah, I think it's also in Conan the Barbarian at some point. As well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So the first theory here is we've got a cool model coming, but. Games Workshop are going hard and fast. Now, Craig, you're AOS, Ben, you're AOS, and kind of both dabbling in 40k, I think. Games Workshop at the moment have made a hard switch to models, only having models that appear in the book, and the books only having models that are available. Can either of you guys think of any uh, any stuff at the moment where they've got entries for stuff that doesn't exist, or models for stuff that don't exist in rulebooks? In 40k, um, they really stamped that out. Um, they did of rules with no models anymore. I yeah, don't think there's any models with no rules. Yeah, I can't think that. I think they they had a couple, and then they just turned them into like generics. So um, ones that come to mind is like the White Dwarf. I think in AOS just became was it like, oh, and he just oh, yeah, became he recently like... got spoiled as just like a dwarf slayer or something. Oh yeah. no, they, they so, brought you're back right. as the they brought him back as the White Dwarf, but then they retconned the White Dwarf in it, and then he was a Slayer model, and now he's the White Dwarf again. Oh, okay. So they're they're jumping back he's, and forth. He's the White Dwarf one. again now. Oh, that that's good. I mean, he's still not my White Dwarf, but that's okay. <laughs> they had with Orcs in 40k. They had a war boss who was named for a while. He got released probably around 2015. And he came, it was like Warboss Gruck. And I think he's still sold in the box with like five knobs. And it's like his like bodyguard. And um, he was like a named character. He had special rules in late 7th edition. And then in 8th. And I think it was actually halfway through 8th. They kind of just were just like, man, this is the Warboss now. Like, this is Warboss. And so a Warboss comes with his exact war gear. 
like his loadout um because he's like that is the war boss so they're kind of like made name character generic in that regard now when it comes um, to blood bowl i think i think the closest and probably best analogy is necromunda um i mean either are you keeping up with the necromunda releases at the moment or trying <laughs> anyway. <Can> anyone <laughs> yeah craig you no, were a bit weren't you uh, for for a bit, yeah, I've kept up with the anything. Um, God, I've forgotten her name now as well. The <sighs> the ladies, Esha. Esha. I've Esha. kept up with the Esha stuff, but not much else, unfortunately. I thought the guys on flying skateboards from Highland Two were pretty cool. I have no idea where those rules are, and now they've just released the weird robots people that look like they're Infinity models, but are actually the water shop boys it just makes me think of a necromander version of when del boy um starts selling spring water from a tap uh basically <laughs> yeah they've definitely expanded the lore a bit but yeah they, they, they at least there's a sort of regular release of the necromander gang books mm-hmm. but, but i love there's always rules though so yes there is I'm going to go big on this one. I am going to say that Max Spleen Ripper landing means that our next team is going to be something that we are not expecting. Now, I don't, I don't know if it will be corn. Corn makes sense. Um, the other one that someone suggested was either a box and a change to uh, Chaos Pact, which I don't think we'll have because they're in the rulebook. And I don't think. I mean, this is an Age of Sigma. Or 40k, they're not going to change the points before the books are out. But uh, I think maybe Chaos Dwarfs, and he'll appear in their spike. Something Chaosy cometh. But Ben, if it is Slanesh and you've got a corn star player for Slanesh, ooh, <laughs> just uh, not yeah, okay. I mean, it's already. I think they even said he plays for Nurgle, doesn't they? And I'm just like, uh, it's so strange to stick on a Nurgle team for me, but. Um, However, that's that, always been the that case. does confirm that the favoured of dot 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 it does mean it nothing. So that's okay. That's good. They haven't gone hard. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my big prediction. Maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe it's not. Maybe they'll do nothing with it. Maybe they'll just put a card in like they did with Acorn, which the Blood Bowl community has decided is unofficial, even though there is a card which upsets me somewhat because it is official and it's a stupid little star player that doesn't really do much, but it's still official. Now, the second bit. And I definitely want your guys' input here because this is going to be a proper chat. We're seeing the made-to-order for High Elves and Vampires. Now, this is the second time both of these have been made to order. And the flaming and the stuff on the internet was pretty rife. So my question for you, Craig, before I bounce it straight onto Ben, is what kind? what's the statute of limitations for from Games Workshop for made-to-order teams before they bring out a replacement this isn't liberators from aos this is blood bowl what do you think I don't, so this is the second time round. yeah i i'm not sure if we've seen the high before but it's at least the second time for the vampires because I, I i thought the rumors way back when the pro elf team were released is that they were talking about upgrade packs so you can make them high elves that would have been interesting and would have saved Ben some work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I have found a cool Patreon that does loads of high elf stuff and the heads are perfect for upgrading the pro elf team. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, because it turns out high elves, fantastic at sevens. 
which makes sense when you think about it. So I was like, oh, maybe we need to get a higher off team for sevens. But then the Games Workshop were like, hey, you could kit bash your own, or for probably £35, you could have sculpts from before, and most of you people were born at half the current scale. Um, but because they've got green edges, everyone's going to be like, yeah, go on then. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say, these definitely were before I was born, right? This has got to be 98, 97, 98. Uh, not quite. Not You're quite. Up there. Right, there you go, yeah. Man, kids these days, Craig, honestly. Oh, no, you're right. Do you remember when we oh. had to, like, kit bash almost our entire league when you were at uni, Craig? Oh, yeah. It was wicked. Yeah, it was just everything. Oh, it was good fun. Yeah, duh, we had... yeah the, the, metal, the metal was too expensive because it was all about production. Yeah, <laughs> you had to hunt it down on eBay. That was actually wicked. Like, you'd be like, oh, I got this guy. It was only, like, £20. It was really cool from, like, the collection era. I mean, building my pro elf team... Oh, of the like the the old what was it, Ali Morrison sculpts and stuff. All second edition. Yeah, they were five to seven pound a piece, which I've is best part of twenty of them. Oh man, they that team is awesome and such a cool collector's item. It's just scale creepers as absolutely heresy marined them. But as you say, vampires are not a not a thing. Is my Vampires and High Elves are both um, in the Teams of Legend PDF that they chucked out just about the same time the game was, or just before the game was going to be dropped, uh, just to be like, hey guys, don't worry. But we've not seen models for these. The Vampires was 2003, so we've not seen models. These models here are 18 years old. The High Elf ones are beyond that, and we've not seen them, and they just the rules are basically just ported over from the last edition. Um, but yeah, if they're, if they're both in the Teams of Legend and they're both showing them up as made to order, they've got to be soon, right? They've got to be coming out soon, but how long can you... like? My concern with this is um, if you buy this because we are expecting some kind of change to both of these teams, whether it's a new positional added or a positional removed or changed, you buy one of these teams now, and this is what a lot of people were saying in the comments, was like, cool, I can buy uh, the Vampire team, and then when they introduce a new positional, what do I do to match it? When I get the High Elf team, what do I do when they introduce four Blitzers instead of two? Like, it's made to order. I can't, I I can't I go can. buy another. I, th I think you have to buy, the, buy this because you want the original sculpts or the, you know, the old sculpts. I don't think you can buy these things. With future-proof in mind. Yeah, because that's how they're making their, mo their money, isn't it? By by updating the team. Oh, they're making their money with Wormer the... Plus, but we're going to come to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but by, by adding in those additional star players and, and so, all those additional positionals, sorry, that's how they're, they're forcing you to upgrade. So, yeah, oh. I would only buy these if you wanted them with the sculpts. But, Craig, you hit the nail right on the head there. You buy a high elf team right now because you want to run high elves, and then in a year, eighteen months, they update high elves, and you buy another team anyway. I mean, I don't know. I guess like, is a year, eighteen months, is that okay for a team to be outdated? What do you guys think? Definitely come on to that in um in the in when we talk about the other stuff. But I think it really is dependent on how often you play. I think. If you're someone who plays every week, that's quite a long time. But a lot of people might play like once every month or once every two months, and 
then you're starting to think you're really going to get that much value. So I think it really does depend on a person if that's enough time. I think I'm with Craig where it's like I would buy these with the expectation of I just want old models. I, I want this as like a collector's item. And to be fair, with a team like the Vampire team, you can definitely do worse. I think that team actually looks pretty good. Um, I mean, the Vampires themselves look a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But the, like, the whole team, the team as a whole is nice. I think the High Elves is definitely looks age, but it has got a retro charm. And uh, so I, I wouldn't, I think it's a little bit misleading to say these are like teams. I think I'd probably have advertised them as like, this is like a classic collectible item. But. Yeah, that, that's what it, it's the chance to own something from your childhood or yeah. or your childhood. Um, that that's honestly the high off team is tempting me for that reason, Craig, because those yeah. that as a team that was always on my list, I never got around to picking it up. And if it now you you've bought some made to order stuff before, haven't you, Craig? Yes. Was yeah. it metal? It was. Yes. Oh. So I've bought a few things. The halfling hot. Uh, Hot pot. Oh, that, was, that, wicked. Was, that was all metal. Um, the oh, what's his name? The big fat goblin. Oh, Grom. Grom, Grom the paunch. That was that was metal oh. with plastic wolves on the on the little. And the actual plastic wolves as well with the, the little tail Plastic bits. wolves with the tails oh, and everything. Man. Yeah, wow. yeah. Oh. So I don't think there's been an example of them producing them in something different than the original. I, I just assumed they'd moved everything over to whatever they've renamed Failcast. Um, no, no, no. It's all they're all producing them in the old-fashioned way. Okay, well that changes things for me because actually you get a chance to own the models as they were, which makes no sense. And you are going to buy this team, and I genuinely believe if we do the maths on the amount of teams coming out, you've only got until next year before a new high elf team arrives or high elves die, um, which I you know would make me sad. But to own a team that was from the 90s made in the same material as from the 90s, that actually that adds value to me. I know that's going to upset a whole load of resin heads, but that, that does add a bit of value to me. I can see Ben twitching here with flashbacks of his well, green saying, Is, it, is it the same material? Is it the same <laughs> no, material? I don't know. It's probably a little bit cleaner. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But with the exception of Ian, none of us ever ate it, so it's okay. Um <laughs> Well, I think the nine, the nineties were, were, or the late nineties were, when they when they went lead three, lead yeah. three. They went to oh, white, okay. white. They rebranded it to white metal, didn't they? Yes. Um, and then we all just assumed it was the same that of the material that was uh, in the rings that we were buying our girlfriends from Argos. Um, so. Oh. <laughs> Interesting to know how those vampires scale with the current models because they they look they, they do look, small. look taller. Well, I, oh, I the actual the vamps. Well, well the, that and the thralls. Yeah. They've got the thinner proportions, more like the current range, whereas the, the high elves look thick. I feel like these guys yeah. look more like Lord of the Rings. They've got that. They're on 25s, aren't they? Which I think makes quite a big difference. It makes them look bigger than our, they probably are. This is a cool thing about Blood Bowl, though, is, is like with Craig's second edition team, like scale doesn't matter if the whole team is the same scale. Um, or you could do what we're seeing now, which is a really popular movement. Craig, do you remember the second edition Metal Dwarves? Like yes. the original Just... ones from Dungeon Bowl? Uh, yeah, yeah. People are the, using what, the them. No, no, sorry. The, the metal ones that came out with them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. People are using them as halflings 
in their nobility and human team because <laughs> <laughs> they've scaled down and they've just got such wicked armor um it's, it's really cool and i'm there I've, my second edition team is somewhere oh craig we need to play some dungeon ball with like your second edition elves and my second edition dwarves at some point just for the lols oh, that'd be wicked right so stick on some sum 41 and yeah. the, oh, dude don't knock sum 41 Oh, that's all killer, no filler. Followed my bit of hybrid theory. I was listening yeah. to hybrid theory the other day. It was fantastic. Uh, it it led me on a wild little chase, and then before I knew it, I was printing out fifteen mil Imperial Guard. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I I finished printing out all the prize teams and everything. They've all gone out now, which is wicked. So I was like, I can just print things for me, and the desk is a state. Like, I've got spaceships of all different scales. I've got 6 mil orcs. I've got 15 mil orcs next to random tyranid spaceships. I've got a tree man from Warplock Miniatures, which is cool, actually, and made me want to do another team. So I've got enough. I've got a print on the plate. It's all just carnage. I need a project, otherwise it just gets a big pile of grey. Anyway, distracted. Right, the last bit on this one I wanted to talk about is we've got Vampires, High Elves, Norse, Amazon, Chaos Dwarves, and Tomb Kings left to go on the list and they said they were going to do all the teams again but they did say that seven years ago so whether that still counts or not i don't know all right that wasn't seven years ago it's five years ago so six teams and they said probably about four teams a year this was my concern with this is you get this team and then two more teams this year it should be more than two teams this year but let's say that nobility and uh the blackhawks count as two teams released this year so two more teams this year, then four teams next year. You buy these teams, they are going to go and rotate next year. But actually, 18 months rotation, you guys have both played Magic. I mean, Craig, you and I have weathered some horrible rotations. That's probably all right, isn't it? Yeah, that's probably all right. I could definitely see these guys being released next. I don't... And that got... is the conspiracy theory. Well, yeah, I, I wonder if you'll see, you know, the, the, we had we had the Curse City stuff lining perfectly with the with the, with, with the vamp release, and there was obviously a, a, a very conscious decision there with the sculpting and design elements to make them blend. Yep. I wonder if you'll see elements that look similar to that in the vamp team. I you hope know, so. You know, right, we're working we're working vampires, so. Crack out the vampire purple team. Yeah, we've got a load of we've STL big, assets. Just share them across. <laughs> we've got a big Luminef Realm Lords release that's already happened this year as well. Um, coinciding, yeah, you know, with the with the Broken Realms Techless box. I wonder if we'll see a, you know, again, you're working on high elves. Somebody, you know, share those share those frames. Crack out the high elf team. Not scale up a little bit. All right. Well then, yeah. Then how how do you think that would go down? <laughs> like, hey, here's your made to order high elves and, and and vampires, and then I don't know, like four to six weeks later, they drop new vampires. Would that not be uh, kind of invade DC level rioting? Like, would we have to that say goodbye to Nottingham? <laughs> I mean, I just, I it was at that time that they released the pro elves. That I'd spent an absolute fortune on the second edition models, but I was just really excited to have a new take on 
classic models. I think I think you'd, uh, we've said already, you'd have to look at these as a chance to buy something from your childhood, not as a team to run forward. Yeah. Um, I think that's But then that's these good. models are all over eBay. Like, if you needed two extra blitzers. You could okay. spend £18 and pick them up, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Greg. You are bang on. When it comes to the made-to-order, they are a collector's piece. You get them because you love them. And uh, you should just be aware that they are one of the six teams remaining. We haven't seen Chaos Dwarfs reland. We have seen a Chaos Star player. I am definitely putting two and two together and assuming that our next release is going to be Chaos, though. We were kind of expecting it to be Vampires, though, Craig. You're bang on because of the Cursed City stuff. Um, but... Well, we've got all the Chaos Dwarf rumours in the... Very true. AOS the, um, as well. Brawl Boys AOS stuff. So again, working Chaos Dwarfs, let's work Chaos Dwarfs. Mm, all right, then. Well, Ben had Slanesh for this team this year. I had Squigs, but maybe maybe Chaos Dwarves is looking more likely. Chaos Dwarves, Vampires, High Elves, let's see this. But before we move on to the big one here, Warhammer Plus, I don't think... I had a quick look uh, when I did the live stream. Amazons and Norse have not been made to order? Should Amazon and Norse players worry? I'm not sure with the <laughs> GW um, maybe dip into that territory. I think, like like kind of what Craig was saying, we've just had high elves and vampires, and like in Age of Sigma, and like that's kind of it's good, good to see here. It's all kind of on brand, but um, I think Amazon and Norse is a little bit too. I don't know if they would go into that territory again because I've I've heard I can't remember who who who, told, who said this, but it's like it's sort of. A zone that they'd rather avoid because it's rife with like stereotypes and things like that mm. um and it's not really what they're about anymore they're all about like their own lore and their own realms and i think they're a little bit too i don't know old-fashioned i guess yeah, I mean... unless you weren't really um sort of slaves to darkness with the norse team mm -hmm. and if you went sort of Escher-esque with the with the Amazon team. Yeah, I agree with you. They're very generic IP, aren't they? Which is what Games Workshop has been moving away from for some time now. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to female sculpts, I actually do think GW are doing a good, um, a good job taking it away from, you know, the old barbarian posters of the 80s to just being like... Yeah this is probably what a female sports person would look like. This is probably what uh, Karen in power armor in the 41st millennium would look like. And um, I like that. I do like that. And I think there's um, yeah, I love it. Amazon teams can be one of the most dubious to pick up. I and mean, you see it on the Blood Bowl community on Facebook all the time. Like, hey, my daughter wants to play Amazons. Is there a team I'm safe to buy her? Um, I think mm -hmm. we even had this chat with Rick. Uh, to be fair though, the Black Scorpion ones um, are pretty decent and pretty safe. They are pretty decent. Uh, yeah. Black Scorpion are great. I mean, you've got a couple of their teams, haven't you, Craig? Yeah, I've got the I've got their halflings. Yeah, uh, fantastic sculpts. Oh, we got that salute. You got that salute. It, yeah, yeah. When they released them, got a pair of screens oh, with it as well. Man, salute! I remember those days. Oh. maybe we'll see convention. it back. Maybe we'll see it back. Yeah, conventions. Well, we'll see you at Beachhead next year. Okay. Right, guys. Let's move on to the big one. So, 
it is going to be Warhammer Plus. And this is the real reason that we dragged Craig on here is because Warhammer Plus has been sort of revealed. Now, Ben, are you able to give us a bit of a rundown of what it is that they're doing? Or Craig? Or yeah. Craig, like... uh, no, I'll, I'll give, a, I'll give a, a balanced rundown. So we have a... They announced a subscription service um, a little while back, and they said it would contain all their animations. And then yesterday of their recording, so on the 23rd of June... They had a live stream where they announced all of the details. They said more is coming and this is what's coming. So it's um, a subscription service that is £5, $6 a month um, yeah. Yeah. or 50 60 respectively a year. Um, yeah. yeah, and you get access to their shows when they release them. You get access to both apps. So they're re-releasing the Age of Sigmar app, which I'll come on to. Um, they've got a digital <laughs> vault um, where they've got a bunch of um, classic publications and some White Dwarf, and I think they said it's the 2020 White Dwarf onwards. Um, it's the previous year. Um, they've got uh, access to official events, uh, premium access, which I, I'll be honest, I don't know much about that. It sounds a little bit sketchy. Um, exclusive subscriber offers. Um which, again, we're not sure what that is. Uh, a free exclusive Citadel miniature worth at least 25. So, yeah, you get a choice of either an Auric Megaboss or a Vindicare Assassin. That's a choice, I would say. <laughs> it's not both. Um, and you you have the privilege of purchasing the other one that you choose not to buy or to get for free. Well, it's completely, completely. like... There's, the models are very cool. Like, the two exclusive are. minis are pretty cool. The Assassin is totally unnecessary. He's on, like, a 32 or 40 mil base with a bit of terrain on and an Assassin just at the top, which is wicked. Yeah. I was looking at whether you could magnetise him in that and take him off. Oh, that's actually, yeah. very, that's actually very clever, Greg, yeah. <laughs> that's actually yeah, very part, good. Part of fun of those the, other in, like, stuff, and stuff. <laughs> the other stuff from your rundown is uh, bat reps for AOS oh, yeah, 40k. Uh, and lore sort of deep dives. I I'm, I'm guessing love, like two plus tough style. I love that. You know, that the yeah, Warhammer lore masters. It's Wade. They've got a really cool graphic of him where he basically looks like he's a doctor from a sci-fi show, which makes me so happy. He looks like he should be on Atlantis, which is just I'm like, oh look, Wade could have been in Stargate. That would have been sweet. Um, I like him. I like him. I like the way he talks. Um, and I think he's going to do a good job of that. But it is literally like, oh, cool, all that free stuff on YouTube, like uh, that Two Plus Tough does. Let's uh, let's do it Games Workshop style. And you know what? That's actually pretty cool. But when it comes to this 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 thing, um, straight up the Blood Bowl probably not going to be anything there. This is for the big boy yeah. games. This is the background of AOS and 40k. You get the apps, you get some battle reports, maybe Asterix, and you get Wade talking about stuff that you've all read about on 1D4chan. So, I don't know. Where do we want to go from here, guys? Because this was contentious alpha foxtrot. Like, the internet oh, I, was I, a blaze. It was like Cadia all over again. Painting, master, painting master, Masterclass as well. Oh, yeah, with so, Mengel. Just looking at the paint. Um... Louise Sugden, um, yeah, and Darren Latham. That's I think the Savage Orc guy, isn't it? Yes, it is Savage Orc guy on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, like like her work. She's cool. 
Yeah, I, she is very, very good painter. Extremely good. Painting yeah. masterclass. Here we go. Um, I think as soon as you, I mean, standard single miniature hero release now. Um, I was looking at the what Cruciator Krulgast uh, from Nighthorn. I think he's twenty three quid or twenty one fifty maybe about that. So a free miniature, well free in <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> For about that value, and then the apps 40k is two quid a month, fantasy is one pound a month. That's that's three pounds a month of you five pounds. So you're only really finding an extra two quid a month in order to get something catalog, the miniatures, all the animation, the exclusive shows. I wondered if the, the event extras. I know you were saying you're not sure what they are. I'm guessing I don't. I don't know what they are either. But there's always those sideshows. Yeah. Uh, like Warhammer Worlds, and normally it's something like you know, there's an Adeptus Titanica sideshow, and the only way you find out the information is because somebody takes some grainy potato photos. I wonder if you'd get access to those kinds of things. Yeah, they do um, a lot of heresy events and stuff like that. I think it's probably like uh, you get first dibs or something. I think it's probably less value to people outside of the UK and possibly US, though. Oh. I think that one's a bit weird to include because I feel like these events are very regional. I think that's specific. probably the, the going to be the least used element here. Um, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Okay, so £5 a month, we're saying. Is that right? Yes. Okay, £5 a month or £50 a year, All right, which is, yes. which is fine. Um, and you get a pretty cool model out of it. So let's just say the model was, what, £25? So then you're paying £25 a year or £35 a year. So, you know, like Craig says, that goes that is down. if you are going to buy that model anyway, that specific model. That is an incredibly good point, actually, Ben. So let's whack it up. So where should we start? I mean, I feel like, Ben, take it away. Let us know what your first thoughts were. I know you've had time to reflect, but your first thoughts yeah, I've had time time to think, and I've, I've seen sort of different discussions online and things about this. Um, and I'd say my initial reactions are probably a little bit too strong. I still have reasons that I believe um, why I overall kind of dislike this move, but um, it's not that much. I will say that it's not that expensive. I've I've spent worse, and like Nintendo Online had a similar thing when they released theirs. It's not that bad. I think. So my overall opinion on this is it seems like one there's not enough for them they're not really prepared to do this there's not enough to justify it and also two it seems like a real missed opportunity to me i think the overall idea of it is okay i think live services and video games are becoming really like kind of plaguing it um to an extent where it's everything has to be a service now and this is kind of in that territory but this could work so well the games workshop because they have a really really rampant release schedule that's very hard to keep up and it like thrives on fomo if this subscription even knock it up i don't know a couple of quid but if this subscription got you access to the rules when they came out updated your codexes you got all the codexes and it was kind of like here is a warhammer 
um, subscription. This, this is how you play Warhammer. This is how you keep up with it. You just you you play it for as you pay for as long as you want to play it, play it, and you get all the stuff. That would be awesome. But instead, you're getting an an app which is still broken. You're getting another app which was totally free, which is now no longer it, you can no longer access your War Scrolls. Um, you're getting some animations which they haven't really shown off what they are. They used to be free that they've now brought in. Um, and then like a, a bunch of other content, which again, I will reserve judgment because it might be very, very good. But from what we've seen in Games Workshop Battle Reports is they're, they're good, but would you pay, would you subscribe to have access to them? Like their Twitch Battle Reports or their painting videos. And granted, we had, I, I'm assuming they'd be on a level like Darren Latham did. Um, for his Lord of Blights masterclass, I'd assume it'd be like that, which was phenomenal, and people, you know, would would pay for that. Um, I I just feel like it it seems like yeah, my overall thing is it just feels like a missed opportunity, and it seems like a rush to get mon- more money from the forty k whales who will just i mean i i, I would say I'm, I'm one of them i've spent so much on this hobby but it seems like a uh, and age of sigma i should say it's not just 40k um it seems like that's that's the priority is just get it as soon as possible not really care what you're offering just eke out a little bit more money and in a hobby that's already really expensive and hard to keep up keep up with that just kind of left me feeling a bit sour it's that's my thought it's really interesting um like it, I think it's because it's a corporation that we already pay a lot of money to and that already has, worryingly, a lot of control over us. Now, obviously, we have a podcast. We had two podcasts based on Games Workshop and their releases and everything like that. But I back a ton of Patreons for STLs, like Punga, £10 a month, no worries. They can't support things for to save their life. But that's fine. You know, we have a Patreon and a thank you to the nearly 100 people who subscribe to us. You know, we do live chats with them, competitions. We do uh, early release with the majority of our content comes out one or two days early for our patrons. But Patreon is an angle to support a creator to be like, hey, we really love this. Here's a tip. It's just it's like a, it's like a tip or a gesture. Well, there's like a, a little bit of an in club to it when it comes to Games Workshop you expect a product and a service and i get where you're coming from ben there's a lot here where you're like i don't really like i want to sign up but i don't know why uh now craig you've done a great job kind of mediating online where <laughs> in our in our groups and stuff and i know that you're pro app when it comes to the 40k app and the the os app ish you know what what was what's your takeaway from this yeah, I, I think it would depend on, I, I think I said in, in the WhatsApp, you know, for me it depends on how much of that animated content is there. And, you know, is it is you know, Angels of Death, for example, is it just four 20-minute episodes that I'm paying this extra for? Or are we going to see you know, quite extended seasons and things like that. You know, how much are we actually getting for our money? You just mentioned Ben, we, we don't really know. Mm. But, yeah, I, mean, I think when you're really paying £3 a month for the 40k and AOS app, to, to dig out an extra 2 quid a month to get access to that to that Warhammer vault, get the animations, um, 
Yeah. It's like, I don't think it's... it's it's like Netflix. Like when Netflix first started, back when they used to post DVDs to you, which <laughs> a, <laughs> do you know I found one when I moved house. Like I was going through like storage boxes and I found like two sleeves of Netflix DVDs. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get fined. Um, but 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 you know, as time's gone on, these services, it's much better to jump in now and then get all the backup backlog. Like um, like now, now it's been live for like 10 years. I mean, however long I was using a Netflix account for, Craig, thank you for that. Um, I finally got my own this year. Uh, you know, it was, it's like there's, there's just so much stuff on there. But I have, I have this angle when it comes to entertainment and when it comes to digital entertainment especially. Tiff and I, back in the before times, uh, we loved to go to the cinema you know probably once a month um you know films these days they're not they don't make them like they used to but you know it's good fun to go along tickets would be 32 pounds uh you know popcorn would be 75 pounds and you'd go for you know three hours you know you go for a little adventure and it was it was entertainment now we are locked indoors although not anymore because we're all going to club night and stuff now which is wicked and tournament in 10 days we've like i rented a movie I rented a movie because it came out when the cinemas were closed and that movie cost me £10 to rent and it was potentially one of the worst films I've ever seen which was King Kong versus Godzilla. I paid oh, 10 Don't tell me that. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed too. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I was don't so... Don't tell me that, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> do, I, do I just need to watch the trailer again? The trailer's uh, great. The trailer right? is so good. Um, to, oh. be, to be fair, if you're drunk, it would be wicked. Uh, I was not drunk. Sorry, I derailed that whole thing. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I did. Ah, oh, that'd be a great podcast. Um, better than the movie, anyway. So, um, you know, I I pay ten pound for two hours worth of entertainment, and there are times where you're like, you know what? People do this at work. They're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to rent that. I don't know if I want to go do this. Should I buy this game? And I'm like, how much? Like that game is forty-seven pounds. How many hours are you going to get out of it? Is it more than five? Because if it's more than five, it is better than half the price of a cinema ticket. And this, you know, even if, like Craig said, if if this if this is four episodes at twenty minutes apiece, uh, I don't know about that. Which is fair, but if you're paying two months or a month's worth, you know, for ten pounds for two hours worth of stuff, I think I'd be okay with it. Like. The, the Punga Patreon is a really great one. Where it's £10 a month, you get half a team. Alright? So you've got to pay for two months to get a whole team. And you know what? That's that's cool. Like, I know it feels a bit expensive, but it's £20 for a team every other month, and you get it in two pieces. If this, end, if this animation and the battle reps and stuff like that, I think if there's 10 hours content a month that's good stuff, I feel like it's probably worth 50p an hour. Yeah, yeah, I I, agree. I mean, one of the things I, I tend to do when I'm working is I'll go on YouTube and I'll find a couple of, you know, I'll watch Sam Lens or I'll watch Duncan. Um, I and could, I'll just kind of have it on. I not hear your background. air quotes when you said working, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I'll do when working is go on YouTube. <laughs> no, I just, I'll just, you know, I'll put picture in picture and I'll, I'll just kind of have it up in the corner. And, you know, I, I, I pick out little techniques and stuff that are then trying something so i watched um i can't remember his name but he did this uh i think he's a spanish painter 
absolutely fantastic. Does he's done a, he's done a series on using contrast paints, but in a really professional way. And I picked up a load of the tips within the hazard stripes from my Iron Warriors by watching his his videos. That's cool. And that was just from having in the background. So if you know if I can just sit here and have picture in picture watching the Citadel Masterclass, picking up some nice little extra tips. Well, yeah, I see. I see him start to bring down the cost per month, don't I? Mm. It's, um, and I, I think that's 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 kind of my way of looking at most things. Is am I how many hours worth of entertainment am I going to get from this? Because guys, when was the last time you went and bought a magazine? And I don't just mean White Dwarf. Like I used to get a subscription to New Scientist, and it was like four pounds a week, and I maybe got twenty minutes out of it. And I was like, this is this is not this is not. I'm not getting sixteen pounds a month out of this. So I ended up cancelling my subscription. You know, White Dwarf. When I got symptoms and had to isolate, Ian, bless his heart, dropped White Dwarf round for me, which was wonderful. But now he's having to sell his house, and it's like I don't feel like that eight pounds was. Uh, I don't feel like I got eight pounds of entertainment out of this. But when it comes to digital media, it feels digital media is free. This podcast that we do, you know, four hours a month at least is free. We do a video, we do 30 videos a, a month is is free. Um, and podcasts is probably my biggest one. Like, I do not have enough podcasts. I run out of podcasts to listen to. But, I you know, limited resources. I've been subscribing to them for ages as a Patreon. And they do a podcast a week, which, as Ben and I know, is actually quite a lot of work. Um, and it's not enough for me. So I think when it comes to this kind of uh, content, Ben's concern about is there going to be much is fair because as soon as you run dry of something, it loses its value. As long as there's like, oh, more stuff or oh, something coming next week or all this, then it keeps it live. And that is one thing I have big hopes for from Games Workshop is because they play the hype game like no other. Like, we are always like, oh, anxiety, what day is it today? doesn't matter. They could drop a big thing that's going to be announced on an announcement day to be announced in the future. And you're like, well, what do we do? We need to stay indoors and watch this. Uh, but it turns out it's just another Nurgle book and they're doing it for 18 minutes. <laughs> <sighs> that was the worst one. But I have, I have realistic hopes that they are going to be releasing content that keeps it up to date. I don't have realistic hopes that the stuff is not going to be probably just as good as what Ash does with battle reports. I mean, they'll get the rules better, sure, but um, actually, will they? Uh, you know, or you know, or, or the, <laughs> I'm writing the wrong book. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I've, I realised what I said uh, as I said it. Um, well, I don't know. And then the law stuff is it going to be? Is it going to be significantly better than two plus tough? And I don't know if was that kind of your some of your points of consternation, Ben. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, there there are some things I would disagree with. I think um, the magazine thing, the, the reason one of the one of the things of why why people why companies can do this and like Netflix and things like that is because the cost to actually you, the upfront cost in making the in the, making the stuff is there, sure. But in terms of distributing it, it's so tiny. Like a magazine, you pay for it because it's got to be, you know, you've got to get the materials, you've got to print it, you've got to get it to the shop. The shop has to be there to sell it to you. But like all of this stuff here, it's just there. And that's and it should be cheaper because it's it's less. And 
unfortunately we don't really see that with a lot of digital media like you know like a digital codex like it, it should be a lot cheaper than it is in my opinion because you're paying for such less the overhead stuff. is and like, the, the overhead video games are like the same price or more than physical video games which is baffling because there's so much less involved in that but the cost you know the the the, the saved cost isn't passed on to the onto the, the person consumer. buying it there mm. yeah so that that's why it feels a bit weird because you could i i just think this could be so like you say games are but good for doing hype if this was free, I think it would get so many people in. Like, you can be like, oh, go on, like, the Warhammer app, and you can see all this cool stuff. Um, a five quid paywall won't get anyone in, I'm assuming. Um, and, like, the Age of Sigmar app, sure, you can get the Army Builder for a pound, but the core one was free, and I used it as a free app to get all the War Scrolls in the game, and it, it I spent so long just, like, you know, theorizing this unit is really cool like what does this one do or before my game i could quickly check what units would do and you get you, you have that just access to you for free but now it's behind a five pound paywall because they're removing the old one and it's i uh, i just that that's why i feel like it's a it's overall i'm not i'm not angry at it like yesterday i did get annoyed <laughs> but i'm I, I i'm not angry at it i'm just really disappointed at what it could have been oh but actually I'm sure is. everybody it feels that like in their soul. <laughs> it's even so much as the free exclusive miniature, or the included exclusive miniature. It's like you can't even just give them both out. You have to make them pay for the other one. It just feels, it just feels really like they give with one hand and take with the other. Sometimes with the Games Workshop, and yeah, that's why it's just a bit exhausting. I think, and my, that my, all comes my, out my, because my, I love, I question. love this ecosystem so much. And it just gets really disappointing when it's like just a non-effort. Why are they not really? just charging three pound a month without a miniature? I don't know. That would have I I would have generally liked that a lot more. Great, but even the president is still there. With kind of like it just I don't think this is really what it should be or needed to exist. But yeah, I... as long as other creators aren't harmed by it. That's 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 the the only real genuine concern other than just I'm a hobby nerd who wants more stuff. The only real concern is that now they're doing law videos and masterclasses, are they gonna crank down on YouTube channels which are technically competitors? I, I don't I don't think we'll I don't necessarily think we'll see like a bunch of cease and desists or anything, but you know I I won't but there there are a number of painters out there. That do that kind of masterclass stuff, and I guess also it depends on what that you know what uh, these guys are calling masterclass. But you know, mm-hmm. if it's Darren Latham, for example, you would expect it to be a masterclass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's like his Lord of Blight one, I would pay for that because that was very good. If if I'm paying five pound a month for somebody's masterclass patron. Or I could pay five pound a month for this and get all the extra stuff. Then I I, I know which one's more of a, a thing for me. And that... well, I, I guess in that scenario, you, you're supporting a particular content creator, mm-hmm. aren't you? But but there is more content here. There there potentially could be more content here, which is yeah. Which and is I know they're going to be using Citadel stuff, which for for me, I I don't really have much in the way of. Vallejo or 
or you know anything else like that I, my, my my hobby supplies are d-dub hobby supplies and when i go off and watch somebody do something and they're like right you need to go get this obscure paint <laughs> this supplier yeah I, I i i usually get turned off um i think that's fair thing. to be honest because there is an accessibility to it uh, an immediacy to it like i'll just pop to games workshop now and get the paints i need from this recipe i mean I work for a supermarket who excels at coming up with great recipes using ingredients that we don't sell in the store. So, you know, it's um, it's it's not a good idea. It's just a feel bad for everybody um, to do that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. This is such an interesting topic. Now, the bad thing is there's nothing there for Blood Bowl. The good thing is there's nothing there for Blood Bowl. So when it comes to <laughs> Blood Bowl content, it's still... It's still the people who love it, who are making content because they love making content because no one else is making the content they want to watch, you know, and it's it's good. I wonder if we will see those, though. I mean, obviously with 40k AOS, they're all, you know, they're, they're big they're boys, aren't big they? revenue streams. Yeah. But at some point, you, a very easy way to, to fill content is to supply other games as well. Um, well, this was going to be my, my kind of last point on this, was um, why could they not have, or do you think this was ever thought about, to, like Netflix and Amazon will do, they will go and purchase a series. They will go and hire somebody to do a series for them. Would it not have been quite interesting for the Games Workshop crew to be like, hey, 2 plus Doc, we'd love you to do a series on our Warhammer Plus channel. Hey, um, Two Thin Coats, would you like to do some painting shows for Warhammer Plus? Hey, Bonehead Guys, would you like to do a Blood Bowl series of games <laughs> just for Warhammer Plus? Like, I feel like that would have been a really cool way to bring more content with a very, very minimal effort from Games Workshop. Um, and they could I, have... I, I'd be on board with that. That supports the creators like directly that way. Can you imagine like, that? I, I like, guess uh... the issue is maintaining a certain level of quality or ensuring yeah a level well, you of just do it season by season isn't it you'd, you'd buy the season like you'd, you'd be like hey mini wargaming we want to see uh, a six game campaign with these three forces please uh you know film then, it edit it send it uh, across to us we'll go live with it yeah but uh, i i mean i and for, actually I, I did used to subscribe to mini wargaming's like uh vault oh the, the um, vault yeah yeah, but there were some episodes you'd get where the content was well, and, it, and not specifically mini wargaming, but you, you, you know, people will vary in the quality and the consistency of the content they're putting out for whatever reason, you know, because it's like a one man band operation, yeah, for example, yeah. Whereas I, I, I guess at least if it's in-house, they ensure a level of consistency and quality that you you wouldn't necessarily get. Definitely, from. definitely true. I just thought it might have been quite interesting. Like it would have been really cool to be like mm. coming in June, coming in July. You know, uh, Gorilla Miniatures, you know, Lumineth campaign. Like I'd be like, oh, I see what's a Warhammer Plus next month. Ash has done a series for it. Like that's pretty cool. 
And that would be a really interesting way. I think it would help them out as well for people on the who are already on the app. They might see that and think, oh, that's pretty cool. And then they can yeah. go to them directly like, more. Like, here's, yeah. here's a known brand doing known content on a... Th- you mm-hmm. know, I feel like that would have been a really good way to boost the amount of stuff. But Craig is right. However, having watched many series on Netflix, the quality does vary on those two. Um, basically, anything directed by Jonathan Frakes is amazing. The rest of it is probably fine. Um they lied to you. It's not true. You're only saying that it's Kishore's a fake. Huh? Sorry? I said you're only saying that because you're look alike. Oh no, that's Will Wheaton. That's actually my uh, my call sign at work now, which is um, very exciting. Oh, <laughs> I, de- I definitely think you look more like Jonathan Frakes. Ah, oh, I wish I was as tall as Jonathan Frakes. That'll be wicked. <laughs> uh, no, so I've managed to lose nearly a stone in four weeks. So I don't look quite so much like Will Wheaton anymore, but very good going. But yeah, I'm up to twelve pounds in twenty four days. Like I'm just powering through June, and um, I Tiff's got a poorly family member. We went to see him, and out of solidarity, we took our blood pressure. She's got blood pressure issues, and it's causing it's causing health. Since Tiff's 120 over 80, you know, oh that's perfect, darling. Well done. Takes mine, throws up an error message. We're like, oh this is fun. Takes mine again, and it's 148 over 99. Right, so they all start panicking and saying, "Oh, that's higher than mine." And Tiff is really lovely, and then the entire drive home is like, "Oh, you're gonna die. Go see the doctor. You're gonna die. Go see the doctor." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna die. I'm an adult. I will simply ignore the problem until I die." Right? Who, you know, that's fine. And then this morning, I was making a cup of tea, and I was just like, "Ah, right." She was going on about this. Like, I'm gonna Google this, and I googled it and I had a look at the grid, and the grid. I'm like at the end of the red grid. Um, on the like, I was like, "Oh, this is actually a thing." So now I can't even have caffeine. So I just <laughs> wow, I know. Well, your energy drinks? Where are they going to go? I have got eight empty cans of energy drink on this table, and they That's will be the last stuff. ones. They will be the last ones okay. I've get to ever drink. I think, um, and I just feel so old. So I don't oh, look like Will Wheaton. Caffeine before bed is banging. I've got decaf. I've got the decaf tea. Tetley decaf tea is actually really good. Yeah, crack it out. Decaf tea before bed. You're you're a winner. Yeah, it's just not the same. Tetley decaf tea six, is really six, good. Six cans of blue spark, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> six cans of blue spark, and the productivity flies. Um, like Games Workshop, if you need content, ship me over a crate of this stuff, and we'll be done. Um, I'll be done, apparently, according to uh, my arteries, which is fun. I'm not sure how that happened, but yeah, not Will Wheaton anymore. Maybe Jonathan Frakes, that'd be wicked. Right, I can't remember if there were some other conspiracy theories we were going to talk about, Ben. Can you remember anything that we Um, kind of rambled at the beginning? Have you seen those crop fields? (laughs) No, we're not going to go down that route. But um, no, I think it was... uh, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, I I think it's it's good. Like, this is there for some people. It's not there for others. And that is, I guess, our choice is that we can subscribe to this or we can't. Um, I guess my closing thought is, you know, there's a lot of FOMO in this hobby. So don't feel like you need it because there is already a lot of fear of missing out. Um, don't feel like you're going don't, to... Don't get all trapped up into the hype that it's even i guess we're guilty of, of stirring up in a lot of cases because uh, yeah it's it's very easy to fall into that so um 
Yeah, it's there if you want it. It goes. I think it's going to be if you don't. It goes live. It goes live in two months. If you're a Blood Bowl only fan, completely ignore it. If you like AOS yeah. and 40k, maybe wait and see what your friends think. I will probably subscribe just because it sounds cool, um, and I kind of like the orc miniature. And I think the dangerous thing is there. If you like one of the miniatures, that's basically £25. That's half the price of the subscription. And if you've got one of the apps, that's another quarter of the price of the subscription. And this is what you were saying, Craig, at the beginning, I think, is just like, we take off the £25 for the model, then the subscription is £25, and I pay £24 a month for apps. So (laughs) it's like... You can sell the miniature to Ian. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's as as a man who's waiting for his copy of Dominion to arrive next week. <laughs> I agree with what Ben's saying about FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to stand on the outside of that one this time, uh, with apparently the whole world. Like Indomitus yeah. was a disaster. Curse City was the cursed release of all war gaming I think I've ever experienced. And uh, then we were kind of like, oh yeah, now they've got these slim fast and the hobgoblins. Like this is going to be interesting. Let's see the carnage. And um, everybody got one. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, maybe maybe things are returning back to normal. Um, I don't know. I will subscribe. I don't know if I'll go all in on the year for a model. I think I might just pick up a month and see what happens. Um, I yeah, think that's probably best. Yeah, I think I'll pick up the first month, just see how it's there, how much I use it, and then if I do think actually I could save a couple of quid by buying a year, then I'll buy a year. Yeah, um, and I guess it, it's way cheaper than either of the two Games Workshop magazines that have been out, the Conquest or the Mortal Realms, um, because that was eight pounds a week. <laughs> they get armies though. They get like two armies with that. It's true. Yeah. That was it's true. On this, different. on this, you get half an app. Right, guys. Um, Craig, did you have any final thoughts on the Warhammer Plus? Other than sell it to Ian? No. No. (laughs) Sell it to Ian. Fantastic. Well, Craig, thank you so much for jumping on. Massively appreciate you uh, hanging out with us and having a chat about this. Thank you for having me. Because it's useful to just get more people's thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. And guys out there listening, please let us know if you're going to be interested in Warhammer Plus or what kind of content you want to see. Because Ben and I start filming the YouTube series next week. Uh, I think. You still good for that? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, Which means probably the week after that, you are going to start seeing the Bonehead Championship land every week on YouTube. So if Warhammer Plus is not for you and you fancy some Blood Bowl, stick with us. For now, though, I am going to disappear. Ben, thank you very much for joining us as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, Have a great week, and uh, we will catch you next time. Happy blocking.